Welcome to I Have Some Notes Side Notes Edition. This is the part of the I Have Some Notes podcast where uh, instead of talking about a single movie, we talk about something movie-related. Uh, I Have Some Notes is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. I'm Greg Beaver. Uh, we're going to be doing a recap episode of uh, The Price is Wrong, where we actually did a, uh, uh, we kind of, we, we took predictions over uh, the summer movies of what the Rotten Tomato score was, was going to be. Uh, the fourth person that was on that original podcast, and we'll check it out in our feed, was Liam Kreswick. Uh, tonight, the role of Liam Kreswick is going to be played by Liam Kreswick's stunt double, Danielle Newman. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, so it was back in May, yeah. we did a side notes where we, where they had all, so prior to the summer movie season starting, uh, we did a prediction well, show where we sort of prior, sort of okay. prior. the summer predicts the summer movie season starts in January now. Thanks, Marvel. Um, but yeah, but we took a look at a bunch of movies that were coming out and we decided we're going to put on our predicting hats and predict what we thought the Rotten Tomatoes score was going to be uh, for. I'll give you the list of movies right now. It was Deadpool 2, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Ocean's 8, Incredibles 2, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, First Purge, not the First Purge, First Purge. That's, yeah, I love that show. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, Skyscraper, Mission Impossible Fallout, The Meg, and then Slenderman. Slenderman you might have not heard on the podcast. It was a bit of a bonus content that got cut. In the, oh, okay. I, yeah. Well, there you go. But we can uh, review it. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, so we, we, we diligently kept uh, track uh, uh, of our predictions on a basically piece of scrap paper I doodled on. Uh, and tonight we're going to go through and see who's, who got the most right. That's right. Yeah. Now, uh, we were following Price's Right rules. So it was whoever got the closest without going over got the point. And um, do we just, should we just spoil who won right off the go? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's just go through. Okay. Sure. So, so we'll, uh, we'll start with Deadpool 2. Uh, who, saw, who here saw Deadpool 2? Did we all see Deadpool I saw, 2? I saw it recently, actually. Did you? I still have not seen Deadpool not 2. Seen. It's on it, my two-watch list, but it is, I never got it. It is pretty it. good. Um, I would say it's just a hair better than the first one, just because it's a, it's a little funnier. The 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 skydiving scene that was uh, is part. worth the that price of admission. Part. Yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. I I thought the first one was better, but I'm trying to remember when I saw it. I feel like I fell asleep. <laughs> but I'm a tired mom. Like, who knows? <laughs> there you go. I mean, I'm Liam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Deadpool 2 took in $730 million at the worldwide box office this year, so far, to date. To date. And it could potentially, I suppose, make more. Uh, it was rated 83% by Rotten Tomatoes, and the actual rating was... The actual, the actual rating or the oh, actual wait, That winner? was the actual rating. <laughs> so I was trying to do a Price is Right thing, and I did it backwards. <laughs> we'll get it around for the next one. I won this one with 75%. That That's was my right. guess. Uh, Greg was indeed the closest without going over on that one. Technically, That's Scott was the closest, but he went over by 2% at 85. Right. So, uh, so Greg got the point for Deadpool. How 2. do you feel about your ratings after seeing the movie? Do um, you think it's accurate? Uh, in terms of how I felt about the movie? Yeah, like, would you say, yeah. would you say that, so you predicted 75% after seeing it, would you say it's 75%? If I was going on a, a, a percentage scale, I'd probably give it like 80%, I think. Okay. Yeah. I would say 70%. I, I guess 70%. I feel like that's kind of where... Like, I've seen it. I don't think I'd watch it again. It was all right. Okay. Meh. That's fair. Yeah. Liam slash Danielle. I think Liam would give it 100% <laughs> after he saw it. Okay. Fair, fair enough. All right, next movie, Scott. Next movie was Solo, a Star Wars movie. Uh, it made $392 million at the box office. This was a movie that was... Uh, 
that underperformed a little. Yeah. I think. Uh-huh. And it was, I think, because people are a little Star Wars burnt out. It has actually since changed Disney's strategy where they even the, it was the CEO, actually very recently, with the last couple of weeks, it was like a very, very higher up like CEO or something said, maybe we're not going to do a Star Wars movie every single year. Yeah. Because that was you, their please plan. Please don't. Please yeah. don't. So thank you so so. I love Wars. Star Wars, and I still haven't even seen it just because it was. It I did, list. and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I recommend that our listeners go and check it out because it actually is not a bad movie. Yeah. Um, now we all had a trend going into this where we all assumed that it would do fairly poorly, and our uh, rating predictions didn't top seventy percent. All of us were below that, and uh, the funny thing is, the actual tomato. Ometer score on it was ding 71%. I win. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to Liam slash Danielle. Liam <laughs> Liam guessed 66%, which was him sniping my uh, 65%. 65%. Yeah, my 1%. <laughs> and uh, thus stole the point from me and uh, took solo a Star Wars film. There you go. There you go. Uh, Ocean's Eight is it was the next one. Uh, a lot of people that we we everyone everyone on the on the panel thought we actually this was going to be uh, a fairly well received movie. Made two hundred ninety six million dollars at the box office. Uh, this friends is uh, our our good friend Scott C. Bourgeois' one and only win on the entire on the <laughs> podcast. Now, I'm I'm going to quibble this actually. Okay, despite the fact that this is my only point. Technically, it's, I got it by default because I did go over. Yeah, everyone went over. the uh, the The actual Rotten Tomatoes score was sixty eight percent. Scott was the closest too at seventy percent. So, so le- really, Scott got zero. So in legally, this game. I got zero yeah. points. Yeah. If Bob Barker was here, he'd be like, "Sorry, nobody Scott. gets the showcase. No one gets the showcase." <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, Ocean's Eight. Uh, anyone seen this? Did I did. Not, I saw it. I saw it. What would you What would you rate it? Mm, sixty five. Okay. Um, Greg, I duck it. Um, you know, it was it felt like pretty much exactly like a uh, an oceans uh, film, and I was exactly what I wanted. It. I wanted to see a fun heist with a bunch of wacky characters, and it delivered. Uh, it uh, yeah did not do as well as we expected. Not just uh, tomatometer wise, but also uh, box office wise. Only made two hundred ninety six million dollars in the box office to date. Yes. I feel like that's okay, considering it's not like a big... I, yeah, like, I don't think the budget like, was particularly yeah. high for it. I feel like critics... I think that 68 score is a little unfair. I, I think it deserved a little bit higher than that. It's you know, a, I, can see, I can see somewhere in the 75% range, then I can be like, oh, okay, that's all right, that's fair. 68 seems low. Yeah. Still the, uh, the third lowest box office take of all of the films on this list, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Pixar's latest sequel... Incredibles 2 uh, made $1.95 billion worldwide to date. So uh, Disney's still raking in the dough. <laughs> For like a sequel that was, what, 10 years? Like, how when did Incredibles 1 come I'd out? Like to, I'd like 15, to point out. 20 years ago? Yeah. I'd like to point out that, that even though I did not win this particular uh, point, I feel like I should have because I was the only one who had faith in this movie. Yeah, we yeah. all we all expected that it would kind of get a middling response. Greg thought it was going to get like a rave review. He guessed 95%. The actual score was 
94%. So Greg went over. You're screwing me again, Barker. Didn't get the point. Liam Kreswick walks out with 75% as his guess. Well, my strategy was to kind of go middle of the road and, and try to, you know, I, I once Greg went 95, I knew I had to go a little bit lower. I think I even said on the podcast, I said, I'm not giving myself a lot of room here. I'm literally only giving us, yeah. since we're playing five prices right rules, I'm only giving myself 5% room. And you were was a mistake. very close. It was a mistake. Uh, but barely a mistake. Yeah. If you had guessed 90, yeah. if you just hadn't yeah. been so zealous, yeah. you'd have gotten it. Uh, up next is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I recently watched this movie. Why? Uh, uh, it's me, dry heaving. Uh, this movie Also made, doing your best dinosaur impression. Yeah, well, a little bit of dinosaur dry heaving. Uh, this movie weighed $1.3 billion at the worldwide box office. Of course, dinosaurs eating people. Why not? Uh, none of us had a lot of faith in this movie. Neither did the critics. Neither, really. yeah, neither did the critics. Uh, the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score was forty nine percent. The winner on this one was me, at thirty percent. Uh, Greg had fifty percent. Uh, Once Liam, again, Liam. over by one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Greg just 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 missing it. Just he's, he's snatching. And, and to be snatching, fair, Colin just, snatched it by one point for me the way Liam did yeah. on solo because I guessed twenty nine, Colin guessed thirty, and Greg, he got the Greg, point. Greg Greg is pulling one of my favorite quotes. He's snatching uh, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, now, and I am I am so uh, spoiler. I'm pulling for this movie to be on uh, actually on a future episode of this oh. podcast. This movie is so scary. You were scared by it? I was very scared. Because it was dull and terrible? The, or just The <laughs> big dinosaur was just too much. Oh, okay. But Neat. I was in the theater, and you know when the the name of the dinosaur was? Indoraptor? Yeah, Indoraptor. Yeah. When he comes around the window, yeah. the lights came on in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah, and then it was like pause, and we had to go back, but I was already like, oh, really? oh it's too scary. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> That's me as Liam. So, 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 side story: I watched when I watched Independence Day in my hometown theater when like the the, the flying saucers hovering over the base, the lasers getting ready to fire up. The power went out in the theater, and everyone just kind of screamed a little bit, like ah, ah and the town was destroyed. Anyway, moving on. First purge. First Purge took in $135 million at the box office, so uh, did not rake in a ton of cash compared to our previous two films. No. Um, but actually got pretty pretty average ratings overall. It, it uh, ended up with 53% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, so above average, if mm-hmm. just. Um, we were all fairly close for the most part, with one exception. <laughs> This is where I attempted to play Prices Right properly and said, one dollar, Bob. <laughs> and was way off. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Colin was much, much closer at 50%. Uh, without going over. Yeah. Which uh, uh, Liam did on that one. So, uh, And I was nowhere close. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Colin takes another point. I have not seen this movie. I have not seen any of the purges. I probably will not watch the purges. Moving on. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, because you probably didn't get enough superheroes in the summer, uh, made $620 million at the box office. Uh, you know, I feel like with the Marvel movies, they're, they're always going to be somewhat good. So I think we all kind of felt it was going to be a little kind of go high. I was a little more pessimistic. Uh, they had a Rotten Tomato score of 88%. Uh, Gregory Beaver... Hit it almost right on the head with 85%. Yes. So, the rest yeah. of us were all in the 70s on that one. Yeah. We were a little restrained 
Obviously, too much respect. Greg was wearing an Ant Man t shirt at the time, I believe. He was very, very excited. Yeah. And you're wearing waspy colors tonight, so there you go. He's wearing some some yellow and and, and, and gray. Gray? Kind of blue gray. Next up, we look way up (laughs) to Skyscraper, starring Mm -hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who, as we all know, was perfect in that movie. Yes. Uh, But the movie itself may not have been perfect because it uh, made $301 million worldwide and only got a 47% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, And uh, wouldn't you know it, Greg thought it was going to do real well. I thought it was going to do pretty average. Colin thought it was going to be eh. But the person who thought it was going to be just right was Liam Kreswick, who guessed 30% on that one. I love... uh... Who's it? The Rock? Yes. I love The Rock, but I don't like skyscrapers, so I evened it out to a 30. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. This is the fifth Mission Impossible movie. Uh, this movie proved that uh, that Tom Cruise is a superhuman. He's a superhero in real life, judging from what I've heard. Uh, made $777 million. Has a as the highest Rotten Tomato score out of all the movies on this list. H- higher even than Incredibles 2. Yes. Wow. 97% on the Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, and the winner was uh, was Greg on this one. Had he, Greg had 93%. I, in this one, I looked at the previous, I think it was the previous two Mission Impossibles. And they were both 93. So I was like, it's going to get 93. And it, it turned out to, not to be correct, but it was the best guess. Here's the thing that surprises me about this movie, because... Uh, well, I will confess, I have not seen it. I've not seen it, but I'm excited to. I have several friends who have, and they were all really lukewarm or unimpressed with it. So all of the word of mouth friends, I heard, though. and all of them, like fans of Mission Impossible, all of them, uh, all the word of mouth I heard was that this was not a great Mission Impossible movie, and yet... 97% from the critics, so I'm not certain what to make of it. I liked it. Well, there you go. Uh, the The bathroom fight scene is is well worth the price of admission. Where our uh, former Superman, uh, yeah. Henry Cavill, reloads his arms. Yeah, it's awesome. And, <laughs> and there's mustache, lots of other great set way. pieces too, and it and it follows the uh, the, the Mission Impossible formula quite well. And um, if you are a fan of the series, uh, it also you also get rewarded a little bit because it goes back a little bit deeper into the uh, previous films. Cool. Cool. Nothing wrong with a little continuity. Yep. Nope. Make a Mission Impossible cinematic universe. Why not? Uh, the MICU, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we go from uh, above the above the earth to beneath the seas uh, with the Meg. Uh, which was the uh, giant shark movie starring Jason Statham that uh, was making waves, no pun intended. Uh, it made $517 million worldwide today, which is Holy not cow. shabby. So there will be a sequel. Almost certainly. Uh, it did not do so great with the critics, but 46 is higher than I think any of us expected except Colin, who jokingly guessed <laughs> 70. Unfortunately, he went over, and wouldn't you know it, Liam Kreswick, Guessed twenty five percent and takes that point. Number one. <laughs> uh, and the final movie. Wait, uh, wait, hold on a second, because oh. Colin had a lot of faith in this movie. He had seventy percent. Yes. Uh, and I feel like I saw the Meg, and I would actually put it right there. I think really for my own personal review, you were right on the money. This is a movie that kind of like almost succeeded in spite of itself. It was. It, it was. 
it was interesting than dull, interesting, dull, interesting, dull. Like every time it would get sort of like dull and, and kind of irritating, Jason Statham would do something really charming and it would bring the movie back up. Or then, the, or there would be like a crazy action set piece that would bring things back up. So it was sort of like you were, you were pardon the pun, but you're on this wave and you're just riding it up and down. I don't even think I heard of it. I feel like if I, if I was like, if I was like the head of the studio and one of you guys, if one of you came into the studio and said, okay. Here's my movie pitch. I need $100 million. I'm like, what do you got? It's a giant shark movie. I'm like, so what? Jason Statham's in it. Here's the money. I would just <laughs> hand it over. Just, just here's, here's a briefcase. Go to work. Here's the briefcase. Tell me when it's done. You have my, you have all the monies. Uh, last movie on our list uh, with a uh, with a by by far the lowest Rotten Tomato score with a whopping seven percent. That's a single seven percent. <laughs> this was Slender Man. Uh, made uh, a paltry $49 million at the box office. Uh, we None of us actually thought this was going to be really good at all. Uh, however, although uh, Liam went uh, really high on this, 40%. I love Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> love that Slenderman cinematic universe. But uh, it was Colin who guessed 2%. 2%. He thought it was going to be a bomb, and it was a turkey. Boop, boop. <laughs> uh, but now we, as we take a look at the scoreboard, we actually see, we actually go to list. Uh, Scott has one win. Technically, I have zero wins. He has one wins with an asterisk. <laughs> Greg has three wins. Colin has three wins, which means the winner of Price is Right 2018. Price is Wrong. Price is Wrong 2018 <laughs> is Liam Kreswick, played by, Dan, uh, played by Daniel Newman. Woohoo! So congratulations, Thank Liam. Thank you. I did uh, it. Everything I hoped Liam and dreamed wins, about. Uh, Our undying respect. Yes. And, uh, I don't know. And we also have this this cash prize of five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I'm here to accept that for Liam. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think it's something we'll probably do again uh, this season as well for for summer. For next summer, uh, yeah. 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 Obviously, the, uh, some people may be asking, why is there a no Avengers movie on this? Um, well, well, we recorded hey, it the weekend that it was. Yeah, and we knew been, it was gonna like everyone. We already knew what the Rotten Tomato score it was. was so it's not much of a guess. It was hundred and two percent of them. It was. It was ninety something. Actually, yeah. I believe Colin wrote on his notes ten thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> ATB has launched a new podcast called We Are Alberta, hosted by economist Nick Ford. We Are Alberta explores Alberta's geography, its businesses, organizations, and its diverse and fascinating people, all viewed through an economic lens. Find it at atb.com slash learn. I have a question for you guys. Out of, sure. out of all the summer movies that you watched, whether they were on this list or not, mm-hmm. any movie that you watched in the summer, what was the favorite thing you watched? Uh, good question. I will tell you mine. So I'll start. And it technically counts because summer ended on September 21st. Mm-hmm. And I watched this movie on September 21st. <laughs> um, your name is the name of the movie. And it is a uh, Japanese anime. Um, and it is um, just probably the best movie I've seen in the last five to ten years. It's kind of a it's kind of a wild ride. It really it's it's about um, I don't know is it, what it, what how to dis- best describe it. It's almost like a a star crossed lovers type movie with a um, with a real interesting uh, sci fi bent 
to it. Essentially, this uh, woman and man are um, swapping places in their dreams. So when they dream, they become the other person. And it's it, the movie itself is very, very confusing and disjointed at first. And it's almost frustrating. But as the movie moves along, everything just starts to slot into place in the most satisfying way. Um, and it's also a very beautifully animated movie as well. Uh, so I would definitely, definitely highly recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it. I don't have a, I actually, I don't really have a, uh, for as far as my favorite movie I saw this summer, I actually don't really have one. Because I, every time I watch a movie, I forget the previous one. So, but. Uh, Which is why the only movie he can remember right now is Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Just recording that podcast. But does anyone else have a, have, have a movie recommendation? Um, well, off this list, um, I didn't see too many. I did see Solo, which I, I liked. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp twice, which is a fairly glowing review of it, I would say, because I don't often go back to a theater to see a movie again. But I, I really quite enjoyed it, and I thought it was I thought it was better than the first one. Uh, I went and saw it with Anita. She thought the first one was better, but we both still liked it. So um, I can see why some people might feel one way or the other. But I quite liked it. Uh, and then uh, and then really kind of surprised me. Like, it was... I, I kind of only sort of liked the original Ant-Man. Um, so I wasn't expecting to be blown away uh, by the sequel. But it was doing a lot of interesting things. Like, like I really appreciated that the the villains in the movie weren't just villains. Like they had they had purpose and they had they had a very they had a very good reason for uh, being motivated to do what seemed like bad things, but they were, but you know, they had very good reasons for doing that. And it, it was all, it was almost um, Black Panther esque in that way. I love Black uh, one, Panther. One of the things that I liked about it was that there were multiple overlapping plots. In that there were there were like four different factions at work. There's there's Scott, and then there's uh, Hank and Hope. Yep. And then there's uh, bad guy team A and bad guy yeah. team B without spoiling anything. Yeah. And they're all work all four groups are kind of working at overlapping but cross purposes. And it made the pileup of plot actually made things progress and made things interesting in a way that I found really fun. And I quite liked that. Yeah. And you also left out the uh, the security group, which was also sort of like good guy, kinda, good guy group C. I, I kind of consider them with Scott. Yeah, okay. Because Scott Scott is definitely on board with Hank and Hope and what they're doing, but at the same time has his own agenda and is trying to not mess that up. And so while helping them, he's also like, oh, this is really bad for me and I need to go do this. And so it's, yeah, it's multiple overlapping different agendas piling up to create an interesting story, which I, I quite enjoyed because it was all very believable. Yeah. Um, however, the movie that stuck with me the most over the summer was not Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was Hereditary, oh. which is a horror film, which has been quite yeah. polarizing, actually, because I've heard uh, some people who went and saw it and thought it was really bad. And I went and saw it, and I thought it was really good. And it stuck with me for days. I've so. heard that this movie gets a lot of bad laughs in the theater. Is that an accurate assessment? It might. Um, certainly not when I went and saw it. I, I must have been with a good crowd who went in knowing what they were expecting. I went and saw it at Metro. So mm -hmm. um, after it had left, 
I want to say like regular theatrical release. Um, and uh, everybody seemed to be on board with it. And it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was surprising. Um, I thought it was dark in an interesting way. And I thought it had uh, an interesting, it went to an interesting place that I didn't expect it to go and left me for a few days kind of dwelling on it and thinking about it and trying to uh, draw my own conclusions about what happened. And that was, that makes for a good movie. Movies that make me think make for a good movie. So if you like a good horror movie and you're open-minded about a horror movie and you're not just expecting jump scares, maybe go check out Hereditary. We recently watched um, Mandy, which is a movie with uh, Nicolas Cage. It's uh, a, a revenge movie um, with elements of like um, occults and monsters and um, and sort of this real sort of like heavy metal sort of vibe to it. Um, and it's and it's shot in a really really interesting way. Like it's it's most almost the entire movie is just completely oversaturated um but it's also manages to be uh really quite beautiful in in uh, weird and interesting ways um and nicholas cage has his his uh, uh his normal nicholas cage freak out moment which is always great to see um um it, i i kind of after the movie we um my friend jeremy and, and my wife erin we we just kind of sat around and had to had to just talk through the movie a little while. it was trafficking a lot of interesting stuff but we couldn't figure out if it had something to say or with or whether it just wanted to um you know uh, put forth a whole bunch of really interesting metaphors and just let the audience deal with it and interpret it whatever way they wanted uh so if you're if you're uh, in for a movie that's gonna that's gonna leave you thinking afterwards, or or, or and then sticking with you. It's uh, definitely something to check out. And, and I mean, if you're just in for like a revenge tale, it's good for that too. Uh, Mandy is on my list of things to see uh, in the near future. So, uh, can I jump in with my non-thinking movies? Sure, sure. Can, Liam. <laughs> um, I was going to say Avengers. I was panicking a little bit of what my favorite summer movie was, but um, I have two. I really like Tag, and I was surprised. I didn't want to see it because I thought, oh, it's going to be. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because Liam was also really looking forward to Tag. Liam, <laughs> we are one. Okay, well, I have one other, and he might not have liked it as much. Um, but I also really like The Spy Who Dumped Me. I really like Mila Kunis, and I thought that her. She was really funny, and what's the girl from SNL's name that I'm forgetting? Oh, um, from Ghostbusters. Kate yeah. McKinnon. Kate yeah. McKinnon. So funny. Like, again, I thought it was going to be so overdone, and maybe it is. I, I like really um, just kind of easy movies, um, but I really thought it was funny. Who's the Who's the male spy in that one? I can't remember. It's uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston's ex What's his name? Brad Pitt? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Justin Thoreau? Thoreau? There's some uh, some things to throw on your list. If you haven't seen them, go check out those movies. Yeah. As we head into the Christmas Oscar season where it's all going to be Oscar bait and period pieces and uh, docu-dramas leading into February. Yeah. And a couple Marvel. Yeah, movies. it's a good time to be a film fan. <laughs> this is when all the the really heady stuff comes out. Right? <laughs> this, is, this is when all the, the the good movies come out. 
It's time for about someone to go to sleep. Yeah, that's uh, that would that would usually be me about when about this at <laughs> this point. So, um, yeah, you let us know what uh, what movies uh, you thought you saw this summer. You thought were really good. Uh, do you agree with our agree with our predictions? I think we can post our predictions uh, uh, on the social media. So you let us know what you guys think. Uh, you can follow us on. I have some notes on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, guest plugs, Danielle. Uh, you can represent yourself at this point. No longer be Liam. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, I have an Instagram page that I just started. It's called things.i've.try.yeg. It's a great name on Instagram. It's not great for me to read it out on a podcast. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and it's just me trying things. Yeah, and then giving them like just like... Like, like a, a rating, thumbs up. I, I have some notes for the world is kind of what it sounds Exactly, like. yeah. but it's like really local and like, oh, cool. I tried the sub. It very, was good. Very, very cool. <laughs> Thanks for filling in Thank for Liam so on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. I'm so happy I won. <laughs> <laughs> Scott C. Bourgeois. Uh, I am everywhere. You just listen to a podcast. I'm probably on it. <laughs> you done? Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm making it a short one for this one. Uh, Greg, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at, at Bebo Baggins on Twitter. You can also reach me at the I Have Some Notes Twitter account. Perfect. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm uh, the Colinium or Colin in Edmonton on Twitter. Uh, if you like the show, uh, please uh, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, you can find our show and others on the network are being broadcast on the G Radio. You can find it at gradio.ca. Uh, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like a bunch of other podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network. There's podcasts for everyone and anything. Uh, more being added all the time. Uh, go to Alberta Podcast Network, uh, powered by uh, ATB Financial. Uh, you can find all of the episodes on the network on the CKOA radio app. Download that from the Apple App Store. Uh, we post podcasts every second week, so tune in two weeks from now for the next uh, installment of I Have Some Notes, something or other. What are we going to be doing? Uh, Sounds like... The next one? It's uh, gonna be, that's going to be the Halloween like a one. a controversial pick. Ooh. I think it's going to be a controversial one. Yeah. Might be. Should I tell people what it is? Yeah. We're going to be doing the 20s. Now, is it Ghostbusters or is it Ghostbusters Answer the Call? What are we I get? don't know. Yeah, that'll be another... That'll be part of the notes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It's Ghostbusters, but it's it's it's, it's the all-female cast Ghostbusters. Yes. Here we go. So tune in for that. Uh, you've got. Thank you for taking uh, spending some time with us today. There's lots of podcasts you can listen to. You chose to listen to ours. We thank you for that. And uh, yeah, keep watching, guys. And, and the Rotten Tomato. Rings. And the Rotten Tomato. Rings.